As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, my name is Michael Oldroyd. I'm a comedian, currently living in New York, uh, performed in, in, in a few places around the world, you know, and by a few, I mean quite a few. Uh, not trying to brag, you know what I mean? Not trying to brag, but I've been very lucky to work with many comedians over the years, uh, still developing the art, right? It's an ongoing process. Anyway. You're tuned in. Um, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. I just got back from Asia uh, recently, so we definitely have to talk about that. I think that's the elephant in the room, no pun intended, since there's a lot of elephants over there, and I love them. Elephants are dank, yo. We got any animal animal lovers in the house? Elephants are a very good omen. Unfortunately, I didn't see any elephants while I was over there, but that's that's on the to-do list for future for future endeavors. Um, I recently wrote an elephant joke, which I'm really excited about. I don't know if you guys want to hear it or not right now, but I'm just going to throw it at you. All right, you ready? Guys, I love animals. If I could have a pet elephant, I would. I know it's really impractical considering I live in New York, but I think it'd be pretty boss, you know? Riding around the streets of Manhattan, cab drivers would hate me, you know? Except for the Indian ones, I think they'd I think they'd actually love me, guys. You know, this guy's mode of transportation is fantastic. I'm very jealous right now. Please let him pass. That's my elephantasy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I have to tell my buddy. Everybody's honking at him because they're jealous. You know, don't don't be alarmed, Boba. Don't be alarmed, Boba. You know, whispering in his ear. Uh, they just want to hear you honk your horn, right? Why don't you give it to him just for old time's sake, huh? Uh, you're the man. Want a peanut? Alrighty then. All right. So anyway, good to be here. A um, little bit about what's going on. Let's start off with what's going on in the world. I think that that'd be fun. I had one girl recently uh, who listened to my podcast suggest that I stop talking about myself. She said it's boring. She's like, people want to hear about what's going on, right? So uh, Trump is trying to meet with North Korea, right? Uh, hey, Trump. Why don't you do that meeting already? You know what I mean? We're waiting around. I think Kim Jong is on board to have a meeting. Why don't you, uh, you know, have a nice circle jerk with him and save the world? All right, that's my thoughts on Trump and North Korea. Uh, Roseanne recently um, has been in the news for saying some racist things. What's your deal, Roseanne? You know what I mean? Don't you realize that that type of comment is going to come off racist? And, and you're an idiot for doing that, all right? Moving on to the next topic, you know what I mean? That's pretty much that. Uh, hey, basketball, right? <laughs> you guys like my worldly updates? All right, basketball's exciting right now. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, LeBron and what's-his-face uh, from the Warriors. You know, game one's over, game two's tonight. You guys ready? It's exciting, whatever. You gonna watch it? Hey, you gonna sit around, grab some popcorn, and watch the ball game? Huh? Hey, hey, who's gonna score a touchdown? I don't know, you know. I don't really care, you know what I mean? Hey, I hope LeBron's eye is okay, though. Let me just say that much. Uh, I watched a little bit of the game the other night, and uh, he got hit in the eye. You know, he got that little red uh, mark on the white part of his eye, and that sucks, dude. You know what I mean? Because, like, you never know how long that takes to go away. There's nothing worse than getting, like, the white part of your eye, like a blood vessel popped or whatever, because that could take a while. You know, I, 
I really hope uh, LeBron's eye is okay, man. You know, yeah, I, I'm sure his vision is fine, but just for the sake of aesthetics, you know what I mean? Like, I really hope that his eye is doing all right, because I wouldn't be happy, you know, if, if an eye, uh, you know, happened in, if I got hit in the eye and it, and it turned red like that. I don't, I don't think that's too sexy, you know? Uh, what is sexy, no homo, is LeBron's outfit that he wore to the game the other day. I mean, I've never seen somebody wear a suit blazer with suit shorts, you know, uh, like a, that's hot, dude. And when I mean hot, again, it's platonic. It's non-sexual. It's something that I'm going to incorporate to my wardrobe. As you can see, I'm in my closet right now, and I've got a lot of uh, pants, but I do not have any suit pants that are shorts. And uh, quite frankly, I'm a little bit jealous that I wasn't the first to, to do that, but I will be a bandwagoner. Not a bandwagoner LeBron fan. I will be a bandwagoner LeBron shorts adopter, if that makes sense. MJ... Uh, is always going to be my number one uh, uh, love. Actually, he's my favorite athlete of all time, Michael J. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, MJJ. Uh, he has. Uh, I think it'd be good to wear a nice pair of Jordans with some LeBron suit shorts. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that'd confuse a couple people. <laughs> Other people would, would be confused for different reasons. Some people would be like, "Hey, who's your favorite basketball player? What are you doing here?" Other people would be like, "Hey, what kind of a fashion faux faux pas?" Are you committing right now? Right? Because it doesn't matter. Hey! <laughs> um, all right. What else do we got? You know, NBA Finals. Uh, hey, Stanley Cup. Anybody? Huh? Huh? Hey, any takers? Okay, cool. Cool. Nobody cares. Uh, some people do. I, uh, hockey's a tough sport. You know, I played football, obviously. As Maybe some of you don't know that. I don't know who's listening. Maybe we have a first-timer all the way from China right now. He knows nothing about me or this podcast, and he doesn't realize that football is actually a divine love of mine and that I got hurt after playing for 14 years. Um, so, so he doesn't know that I, when I talk about hockey and say nobody cares, it's really just because I love football so much. But I do respect hockey. It's a difficult sport. Alrighty then. Uh, my buddy Tyler Schaefering, big blues fan. Shout out to Tyler. He's got a new podcast. Let's give it up for Tyler Schaefering. I don't know if you guys have checked out the Absolutely Unsure podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. And, uh, you know, since I produce my own podcast, I can advertise for whoever I want, right? Um, I'm not hurting for a, a squirting, you know what I mean? I'm just giving shout-outs to the people I want. Give a shout-out to my buddy Austin Huff, who I haven't talked to recently. We're going to catch up on Monday. You guys might have heard him on episode 14. He's uh, one of the original founders of Corked Bats. It's a sports blog website. Uh, hey, Hey, Cork Bats, did you like my LeBron tribute there? Did you think that I'm funny? Did, can I write for you? <laughs> They're very funny. They got a lot of followers. Uh, check out CorkBats.com. Austin's a, a sports radio guy. You know, he went to Mizzou for journalism, and he's using his degree. Very exciting stuff. I think he's actually moving to St. Louis soon. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? Let's not speak too fast, Mike, and lose your audience, okay? Hey, hey. Mike, are you, like, trying to be like Bill Burr right now with your one-man podcast, just screaming into the mic like a crazy idiot? <laughs> I'm not trying to, but, you know, maybe it's just happening naturally. I don't know. Hey, maybe it's God's will, huh? hey -o. All right, let's see here. Uh, you guys staying in shape or what? You know, speaking of athletics and sports, got to keep the heart strong, you know, to get a little bit of cardio. And if you don't do uh, cardio three days a week for, you know, at least 20 minutes and get your heart rate above 120, then, you know, you're not really doing yourself a big favor there. So uh, I'm going to recommend.
I'm going to recommend getting in the gym and uh, rotating the crops, if you will, as I like to say. Sorry about the... Uh, Sorry to the Periscope users right now for the technical difficulties. I can't find a... Oh, there we go. Cool. <sighs> cool. I wish I could, you know, outsource some some stupid tasks like working out uh, and, and eating and sh showering. You know, all the things that are just mundane. I mean, I don't want to just outsource it and never be able to do it. I want to be able to pick and choose. Like, outsource this now so that I'm not spending time on those, right? It's, I feel like my... We're all like computers in a way, you know, and you can only spend so much time buffering and like loading so many programs at a time. Let's let's clear up the bandwidth. Let's 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 um, create more bandwidth by getting rid of the unnecessary mundane low level tasks. Right. Let's outsource those. You know what I mean? So that we can focus on making decisions and progressing. All right. Cool. Whatever. I don't know. Some people really think deep about there like oh what, what are you a fan of getting robots out here and you know like stealing our jobs and stuff i don't know guys alexa does a lot for me okay i'm gonna stick up for her i really like her uh i feel like i'm in a relationship with her just like joaquin phoenix was in the movie her i'm starting to fall in love with her you know with alexa anybody seen these new movies yet deadpool um very exciting stuff i haven't seen it but i'm gonna maybe go today uh I'm excited to see Ryan Reynolds in spandex again, no homo. Yeah, I mean that in a, in a very platonic and respectful way. Ryan Reynolds, can't wait to see it. Deadpool was awesome. Let's go see Deadpool too. Anybody want to go with me? I got movie pass. Okay, cool. I'm going to go by myself because I'm such a... <laughs> Bless me. Um, I would like to see Deadpool dose. Uh, yeah, all right. Any good reviews? Cool. How about Solo? Han Solo, you guys Star Wars fans? Awesome. Haven't I haven't I heard it's not very good, but you know what? I don't give a shist. You know what? I don't like to read reviews, guys. I don't read reviews before I go to a movie because I'm not gonna let you guys cloud my judgment, you critics. All right, I'm gonna go into a flick with a blank slate, and I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm not a harsh critic. I love all movies. I loved The Room until someone told me it's bad. I was like, oh, it's bad. What? Wh why? You know? I like The Room. I want to watch The Room again, over and over and over again. Me and Tommy Wiseau. We're like bros, you know, because I know what it's like to produce, direct, and star in your own thing, like the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Tommy, what's up? You want to do a flick together? Yeah, you know, we could, uh, you know, get famous or something, yeah? <laughs> we can get famous for reasons that we don't expect later on, like 20 years later. Okay. Um... Anything else going on in the world? You guys uh, staying in shape or what? Hey, I went to Kendrick Lamar last week at Madison Square Garden. That was pretty dank. Um, Backstreet Feast Freestyle, one of my favorite songs. Uh, he played it. I was very intellectually stimulated. Uh, I, you know, that's the wrong description. I was aroused asexually. Uh, very, very fun sounds that entered my eardrums. Uh, he had a lot of people that opened for him. I guess he he was it wasn't advertised as Ken, Kendrick Lamar. I guess he was like touring with his, uh, his record label and a bunch of artists. So he was like, it was his first time in uh, Madison Square Garden. And the person I went with got me free tickets. Appreciate that. Um, and we had a, a a ball. I wouldn't normally. I'm I'm not a huge concert goer, but it was cool to be able to see him. Apparently Donald Glover was there, um, and I was like, hey Donald, is this America? And I didn't, I didn't get to meet him, but um, uh, I 
might go see him on the big screen tonight. I watched his stand-up recently, which was fun. I was like, so, uh, you know, I turned it on. I didn't even know he does stand-up. Somebody's like, what doesn't he do? And I was like, man, look at this guy. You know, he's just, he's everywhere, guys. You know, he's like a phantom. Donald Glover. All right. Uh, I think he's famous, guys. All right. Let's see here. Amy Schumer. These are my worldly updates, guys. Are you having fun? Amy Schumer hosted Saturday Night Live not long ago. And did you hear about her uh, her little incident at Caroline's in, uh, you know, up near Times Square? Uh, uh, apparently one of, my, one of my fellow comics, Brendan Sagalo, was doing his first big uh, performance there, headlining it, doing his hour at Caroline's. Huge deal for, for comedians. Uh, you know, uh, big deal for him, his family, his friends, people that have supported him. And Amy Schumer shows up and uh, says, "Hey, can I get on stage?" Like right in the middle of his of his set. So people were kind of complaining about that uh, toward her. He was really cool about it. it. Sounds like he handled it like a pro, very respectfully. It's getting him some publicity. So in a way, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. You know. Um. Aziz Ansari getting back on the horse. Apparently, Amy Schumer's mean we words toward him didn't stop him, right? So uh, that's news. Uh, what else did I find? In, what else have I noticed in the world? Bitcoin. Hey, oh, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, so I really can't give you guys an update. Sorry. Um, all I know about Bitcoin is uh, one of the dudes that uh, I worked with before was talking about Bitcoin when it first came out. And I didn't believe him then, and I don't believe him now about investing in Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, who knows, guys? I live in a vacuum. I don't pay attention to, to really anything. I, the news, I mean, whatever, right? I can't control it. I mean, does it really affect me? Nah, come on. Yeah. Uh, who, what else? McDonald's, guys. Here's, a, here's an update that I found out myself. I didn't read this on the news. This is a life update. McDonald's is turning into the... Apple Store, in my opinion, because you have to order from a touchscreen now and then get a phone number or like a number, and then you go wait in line to pay the register, right? To pay some guy at the register now, and then they give you another number, and then you take your food. It, it's really, it's like the Genius Bar, guys. You know, they're everything's being scheduled, you know, electronically now. The electronics are taking over, and I work in in IT. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm the phantom of healthcare, as I like to call it. Uh, I'm an IT geek pimp. All right, enough about that. All right, let's see here. Uh, what did I see in McDonald's? I saw a guy in there freaking, freaking out. He was arguing with the McDonald's security guy. And neither one of them seemed like brain surgeons. Not to be judgmental, but I just want to state that uh, their sense of professionalism and um, respect and just kind of education level did not seem very very high uh you know not the the same level of security you would see at a nightclub or at a, at a nice venue or vip uh lounge you know the, the the security guard was a he was an elderly fella and i'm glad that you know he's got a job i respect that pretty frail looking you know not really uh looking like much security if you will that, that but whatever the kid was young. He was arguing with them. I was afraid they were actually going to get in a fight, to be honest. You know, uh, the kid said, what's your name? He said this to the security guard. And usually 
that's a good time. I think in any business, you kind of have to say your name, right? You have nothing to hide. But the security guard refused to tell the kid his name, which I thought was very entertaining. I've, you know, that's like going into a business and, and filing a complaint to the manager. It's like, can I speak with the manager? And then the manager comes out and you're like, what's, what's your name or what's this employee's name? And everyone's like, sorry, we can't uh, share our names. Somebody hide the name tags. Um, anyway, this kid, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're in working for customer service, that's just part of the job, right? I guess the security guard isn't customer service, but I guess he's kind of serving the business in a way. I don't know. Anyway, the kid went to, uh, you know, make a complaint at the register or something, and the security guy followed him like he, you know, like he was on his heels, though. The security guard, as soon as the guy was like, I'm going to go make a complaint, you could tell the security guard got nervous. So really, this kid had the upper hand on this old security guard. And again, I'm not making fun of him for his age. I mean, I'd give him a kiss on his nipples if, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not judging the guy, you know. Anyway, he follows uh, follows the kid as if he's afraid he's going to get in trouble. And ten minutes later, I walked by and I heard that they were still arguing, like, off in the corner by the the trash basins, the rubbish stations, you know. Uh, the kid who was arguing with, he was arguing with the guy, he's like, uh... Nobody go into the bathroom unless you want this guy following you in there. So I guess that's what they were arguing about. <laughs> I think what happened is the security guard followed this dude into the bathroom because he thought he stole something. I don't know. I'm just drawing natural deduction. It's like, why would he follow him in there? Either he's attracted to him or he thought he was stealing something. And the kid felt as if he was maybe being profiled. I don't know. Um, either way, very entertaining stuff. I had an erection the entire time, and it was very difficult to eat my french fries. So... Uh, it was worth it. Anyway, <clears throat> what do we what do we have to talk about? Let's do updates real quick. So we talked about what's going on in the world. You guys got to get that right off the bat. If you want to drop off now, feel free. The rest is, you know, I'm going to talk about updates in my life, and then I'm going to talk about the Asia trip, right? So it's like we're doing uh, three segments in the podcast today. Segment one, which you just completed, right? We can do an intermission if you want to, and you want to go get the Coke or something, you know, pause. Feel free to pause me right now if you'd like to. Um, then we're going to go ahead and talk about updates, comedy, whatever. Uh, updates in my life. Ah, you know. And then the uh, third thing we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, Asia. You ready? Updates in my life. Let's go. <sighs> I got a bidet on Groupon. Very excited about that. I still need to set it up. Uh, it arrived in the mail. I... Took it out of the box because when I get things in the mail, I get excited and I take them out, but I'm too lazy to assemble them. So if anyone's looking for a job, I'd be willing to pay 5 to $10 for somebody to uh, install my bidet. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I hear that when I was uh, getting out of the elevator, like I was kind of like proud of my bidet. So I like took it out of the box as I was going up the elevator to my, to my uh, unit in my building. And uh, another dude saw, right, I was flexing, right, I was flossing, hey, check out this bidet, bro. Um, just to, you know, just to be cool, you know, people like to show off. I, I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm not going to hide my selfishness, right? So I, I kind of took the bidet out of the, the box and the dude's like, oh, I just installed one. I was like, oh, dang, like, <laughs> he's like, just make sure that you, uh, have hot water running through it. And I, I didn't want to like show him that I was embarrassed or that I was inferior, 
but I don't think that uh, that's an option with my bidet. So I feel a little bit inferior. I'm kidding. I don't give a shist. You know what I mean? That's not. I don't. I don't evaluate my self worth based on comparing my material possessions with my neighbors. Do you guys? I hear that's like a, a normal thing. Anyway, if anybody knows how to set up the hot water function on my bidet, I'd really appreciate that. If you have any suggestions or advice. Uh, very excited. Groupon gave me a deal. I got $25 for it. It's like a $100 bidet. Uh, I don't think it's top of the line, but I think it's mid-level, right? Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever had the opportunity to uh, be uh, cleaned by a bidet, but it's very exciting, and it's it's all about hygiene, right? Cleanliness is godliness. Thus, I got a bidet, all right? All right. Um, going to quickly promote for some shows. Forgive me for the shameless promotion, but again, this is the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. I think it shouldn't be too surprising that I'm here to promote my comedy in some ways and make you guys giggle, you know? Hopefully. Hopefully we get a couple laughs or entertaining thoughts. All right, so... I'm performing tonight at LOL. Uh, I'm doing, uh, like, the 8 o'clock show. It's a clean show. It's family-friendly because I am very versatile. I don't just do dirty jokes. I can talk about elephants and, uh, you know, uh, you know, animals. And, hey, I like to... I like to, you know... I like birds and bees. All right. So anyway, uh, we're doing that tonight at 8.30. Come up to LOL. Tomorrow night, we got an improv show, Clickbait, my team. We're performing at the Creaking Cave at 7. It's going to be exciting. Come on out. Uh, we got uh, another show later in the night. I think it's 11 o'clock or 10.45 show at LOL in Times Square. Those are the relevant uh, performances that I have coming up that are worth shouting out uh, for the immediate future, right? Check out my website or follow me on Twitter or Instagram to get more frequent updates. I feel like it's, I don't want to sit here and just read off uh, a list of shows for the next 48 years, you know what I mean? Um, the Droid is all, of, it's my handle for everything, Periscope. Twitter, Instagram, it's T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D, with a little at symbol in front of it, at the droid, alright, go, cool. ready, um, michaeloldroid.com, if you want to check out the site, awesome, alright, uh, if you want to check out some of my comedy, because you can't come to New York, or if you're not going to be in any of the cities I'm performing in, uh, and haven't been able to, I did upload just a little teaser clip uh, this week, it's on, it's on YouTube, you can find it probably on my Twitter, or the easiest way would be to check out my Facebook fan page, Michael Oldroyd, just type in, and you can see my little black and white caricature, that's how you know it's me, that you know it's the right Michael Oldroyd, give it a like, so you can check out things when I upload them, kind of cool, uh, it's three minutes, it's uh, a recent small show, you know, get a little, couple of giggles talking about just benefits, it's basically like the 2018 booty call uh, story of my life, alright, um, <clears throat> I want to start a show at a hostel. You know, I got that one show, LOL Droid Presents, that I do. Um, you know, we spread it out. Uh, uh, it was at first it was going to be once a month, and we're going to do it once every couple months. I want to do a weekly show at a hostel that's less like advertised. I feel like it'd be fun to perform for uh, the international folks that come through. So if anybody knows any hostels in lower Manhattan that uh, are looking for a, a weekly comedy show, I'd love to do that and just headline every week. <laughs> All right, that's not funny. Um, anyway, what else is going on in the world of entertainment? I, um, 
I got a call back, so I, I auditioned for this movie uh, to play Shakespeare in this like atypical uh, film, uh, kind of you know, I don't even know what to call it exactly, uh, but. I got invited to do a callback for my audition. I found out, I think I knew up front, but I, I didn't know what their definition of nudity was, but it does require nudity, so I'm not going to do full frontal nudity. I apologize for anyone that is disappointed that I'm turning down the opportunity to do a callback, but I don't want to do full frontal nudity. I don't know if it's required, but I asked them, and they didn't respond, so I suppose that means that they don't appreciate questions, or it means there is full frontal nudity, so cool. Uh, I am doing other auditions, though. Uh, I got another audition coming up uh, at the end of the month for, for a, a love story. It's not comedy. Uh, I'd be doing uh, the lead role, hopefully, in the flick. Um, I don't know. You know, we'll see if I get it or not. <laughs> you just got to keep on throwing darts till some sticks, all right? Anyway, what else? Um, my manager wants me to do some drama, so that's kind of... You know, he thinks I'd be, he thinks I'm missing out. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, enroll in some acting classes and, you know, you know, maybe pull the Adam Driver, you know, go uh, see if I can get into Juilliard. I don't know. Or uh, other acting classes. You know, that's, who knows, right? Anyway. Uh, I'm not going to be on The Bachelorette. If you guys have seen The Bachelorette uh, this season, they just started. I, as you can tell, I'm not on it. And I'm... I'm, there's a part of me that is very uh, thankful that I'm not on the show, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I've seen some weird stuff come out about the Bachelorette TV show and the Bachelor. Uh, if you Google, there's a lot of articles about people who've been on the show that uh, aren't too fond of the life after or even the life during. So I don't know. Uh, I'd rather uh, rather you know go straight for the movies or whatever. I talked to my friend who works in reality TV when I was talking with The Bachelor, and I was like, hey, dude, do you, do you think if I go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette that um, that it'll hurt my opportunity to do movies and stuff later? And he's like, well, I don't necessarily think it'll hurt it, per se. It could help it, but I do know. He's like, but if you want to be in movies, then why are you, like, wasting your time trying to get on The Bachelorette? He's like, you should be auditioning for movies. So that's what I'm doing, right? It's a good point. Why beat around the bush trying to get to the thing that you want? Every Go straight for the jugular, yo. Otherwise, you're wasting time in life. It's silly. Like, I don't like it when people have a goal and they're, like, secretive about it or, like, they don't want to say it out loud. Whatever. If you have that, I mean, I'm not going to judge you, but I think, like, if you set your mind to something, fucking go do it. All right. Enough preaching. All right. Uh, so that's really, those are the biggest updates right now. I've been getting on stage and continuing to hone just trying to continue to hone and refine, right? Excited to get up tonight. Uh, what else? I'll give you an update on, on some of my friends that you guys have had on the podcast or heard before. Uh, Jimmy's doing really well. He's got a daughter uh, that's going to be born uh, soon. I'm going to go visit him in a couple weeks. Uh, you guys might remember him, King Jamesical, as I like to call him. Um, he will be... Uh, I'm going to go visit him in a couple weeks, so that'll be... A lot of fun. Oh, I, what I was saying is he was on, uh, which episode was it? Uh, I think it was episode 29 or episode 30, maybe? Uh, it was the most downloaded podcast of all of my podcasts. It was the surprise wedding episode where I talked about his surprise wedding. Uh, sure enough, less than a year later, uh, 
he'll be having a kid, a daughter. Hey, talk about, uh, you know, turning up the dial, right? Uh, anyway, he's doing well. Austin Huff, I haven't caught up with him lately. I need to have him on as a guest soon. I think he's doing well. Shout out to Corked Bats. Awesome. All right. I think he's moving to St. Louis, actually. So, moving away from the land of the Dodgers. Yeah, he's moving to St. Louis. My buddy Caleb Medley, what's up, bro? It was good to connect with you over the phone yesterday. We need to connect again, if you're listening. I'm going to start testing my friends. I'm going to be like, hey, Caleb, if you're listening to this podcast, text me the number 31, hashtag 31 squat day, fire emoji. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I wouldn't test my friends. Nobody uh, has the, um, what is it? No pressure to listen to my podcast, dude. It's all, it should be done out of free will. Like, I'm not going to Trump, I'm not going to pull Donald Trump on people where you're feeling guilty or fearful to, to do something. Otherwise, there's consequences. What the heaven? You know what I mean? Oh, golly. What else? Um, saw my buddy Alex Ortiz. He worked for Ethica for a while, Oakley before that. And now he's uh, managing some professional fighters. He's, he was here in New York taking them out. Uh, he was down on the field at the Yankees game the other day. Uh, I missed that. Uh, but we caught up. He's the guy who hooked me up. He's always hooked me up with a bunch of stuff. He got me some Knicks tickets in the past. Uh, sent me a bunch of Ethica undergarments, which is awesome. You know, workout clothes. Very cool stuff. Um, good guy. You know, he, he's helping me. I want to do some motivational humor uh, to like at colleges and businesses, you know. And he, he goes around and does speaking. So he gave me some advice on how to get started on that. And... Uh, I don't know, keep an eye. And also, for anyone who's listening, if you want to hear my story of uh, football and uh, business and how I joined a startup and we became successful, I am wanting to do motivational speaking, motivational humor, essentially. Get a little PowerPoint together, you know, go around to schools and, and businesses and uh, talk about uh, the inside of all that. I think I think it'd be fun. So, Tyler Schaefering, he's got a podcast. I think I already talked about him. Absolutely unsure podcast. Give it up. Uh, my buddy who, the Wall Street guy, you know, uh, he gave me some advice recently that I, I asked him for. I was like, dude, how do you maximize your output? Uh, you know, he's like, go to the same time. Go to bed at the same time every night and don't eat too close to bed. That way you wake up at the same time every morning. You're on a schedule and you have the same amount of energy. And if you eat too close to bed, you won't get as much energy. Uh, good sleep because your body will be digesting the food so that's a little health tip for anybody uh and also a way to maximize your productivity so i think that's speaking from a true boss there um shout out to my dad he uh he said some really nice things on facebook yesterday he's uh a stud you know biggest boss i've seen thus far just an honest guy this is something about my dad that shows uh, like what a good guy he is. My dad is the most ethical and honest person out there. He was so ethical and honest that I think it prevented him from becoming financially successful. It was like over the top ethical, uh, over the top, unnecessary. Like <laughs> he, he got a raise once he was living at one point in his life, in his life at this place. And he was renting from this older lady who, you know, didn't have much money or whatever. So he was renting her from her. The rent was good. He got a raise so when he got a raise, what he did is the opposite of what anyone ever does, is he raised his own rent, right? He knew that she, you know, wasn't 
not doing too well or making up a ton of money and she didn't ask for more he just offered to give her more money so i told my buddy that recently and he that's a toot my own horn but he's like that sounds like the dad of michael oldroyd that sounds like whoever helped raise michael oldroyd which is a compliment to me um so i appreciated that in fact i'm going to close this set out this part of the show um I guess this is tooting my own horn, but one of my friends said something that I really appreciated. Um, you know, he I, he, gave, he he described me with three adjectives, right? He said charismatic, risk taker, and happy. So I think the important, I'm not saying that to toot my horn, I'm saying it to share with you guys the secret to happiness really quick. Um, in my opinion, I mean, there's different secrets to happiness, but I think ultimately that's that's ultimately and truly what, everyone wants right that's that's what's written in the constitution everyone has the right to light liberty and the pursuit of happiness everyone should be pursuing happiness um and i think that a big part of being happy is being thankful for what you do have not what you don't have and focusing on what you do have and not what you don't have you know um i think it was marcus aurelius or one of the caesars of rome that once said a, a wise statement which is uh, he who is who, he who is wise realizes that um, he is to be thankful for what he has rather than what he doesn't have. You can spend, and nobody has everything, right? But what you do have, if you have good health and you have people that love you, ultimately that's all that truly matters. The rest is just cosmetics and material possessions. I mean, sure, not to take away from like incentivizing not like I think we should all be motivated to work hard and like accomplish the things that we want whether that includes you know gaining certain material possessions or whatever but you know don't let that like demotivate you but don't ever stop like being aware of what you do have like if you think about like has, have you ever been constipated and you couldn't go to the bathroom and you were just like praying that like if you if you could just like past this right like it would be like the greatest thing in the world like think about that one of infinity things like that's one out of infinity things to be grateful is just a healthy dump honestly like it sounds silly but but just think about like how valuable it is to be able to just have a healthy dump you know what i mean and when you realize on that molecular level how valuable it is like if you're able to do that or if you had like a really bad stomach ache, or if you like, if you've ever had food poisoning or something like that, like all you, the only thing that truly matters in those moments is you're like, can I just be normal again? Can I just live a normal life and be healthy? Like, and w when you realize that, it's like all these other things that you don't have truly don't matter. They kind of like wash away. So anytime you're feeling down, just think about the things that you do have. Start to think about the things that you're thankful for w during those times uh, of of me not feeling thankful. All right, cool. Enough of that bull shocks. Um, here's something that was funny that I saw. I thought this was funny. Uh, the other day I was by Penn Station. I saw this dude come out of the subway, and he, he looked kind of lost or whatever, and, and, he, and he looks at me. He's like, hey, is that the Empire? And he, he points at the Empire State Building, and he just his words were, hey, is, is that the Empire? And I said, yeah, right? And then he just kept walking. That was like the end of our interaction. And then he stops and he turns around and looks back at me. He's like, hey, do you have any weed? Um, so I thought that was hilarious. I did not 
and I, I don't sell or carry that type of uh, paraphernalia. Uh, but um, I thought I was I was giggling at the guy, you know. I was like, yeah, good stuff, dude, you know. <laughs> what else? I saw Mike Vecchioni last night. He's a comedian. You might have seen him on Jimmy Fallon a couple times. He was recently on Fallon. I talked to him last night. I've been I've been seeing him around. I've seen him around uh, several times in New York. So, who knows? Maybe I'll make friends with the guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're supposed to keep bumping into each other. Uh, but he's a cool fella. Very nice guy. You know, he's professional. Been doing comedy for a long time. Happy for him. You know. Uh, I think I already did everything on. Uh, the updates around the world so going back to uh, the update with my friends my friend Jenny who I've mentioned before wants to interview me on my lady life uh, is a guest on one of these episodes so we might do that I don't know uh, why not right fun stuff we actually had a really long conversation last week over the phone and I feel like that was pretty much the interview so who knows if it'll ever happen because it happened in real life right that's the funny thing about podcasts is sometimes the best material or fodder for a for a conversation is is something that happens naturally through like when you're catching up right and trying to capture that is the art uh, but usually when you've already like covered certain topics it feels forced if you do it again so I want when I was living in Kansas City and I was living in the basically post-collegiate frat house with my friends um, you know we, we worked together and it was a, it was a very nice area of town and people thought that we were drug dealers because we were these young kids living in this very nice neighborhood all together and we, we were not drug dealers we were actually successful um, but we would go out uh, in Kansas City to Westport I don't know if anybody's familiar with Westport every night we'd go to Kelly's right Speaking of Kelly's, my buddy Brian Patrick Kelly used to live in KC, and he knows what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, uh, it's probably an Irish bar, too, just like Brian. Anyway, um, I want, what I used to want to do was start a podcast where every Saturday after we went out the previous night, we would recap the night because we would just get into some ridiculous shenanigans. Um, Kelly was a, Kelly's was a cool place. It, it still is, I assume. I, I hope, I hope uh, that the troopers out there are doing pretty dank. You know, pretty awesome. Anyway, so we'll see about uh, getting Jenny on as a guest to interview me about my lady life. I think it'll be interesting. I'm, a, I'm not afraid of what you'll ask, but, you know, maybe uh, getting this, maybe it'll be like a psycho psychological analysis, right? Who knows? All right. Um, so Brian Patrick Kelly is an appropriate person to talk about. Uh, we went out last night. We're actually going to go. We're going to take some trips. Like, he's a good buddy of mine. He's my wingman. He's my Sam. He's my love triangle man, um, and, but but there's always a chick between us. We've never actually, you know, when I say love triangle, it's it's uh, you know not like anything done in person. You sick freaks! No, I'm kidding. Uh, there would always be a female between us, uh, <laughs> metaphorically and physically. Hopefully, and when I say hopefully, I mean it would be. Uh, anyway. Um, gonna try to take some trips together do you know tag it with some comedy kind of like when I was in Asia you know go go to places like Baltimore if anybody in Baltimore uh, wants to work together in some stand-up give me a buzz uh, maybe a little bit of Boston Boston action who knows some Philadelphia yeah I got some Philadelphia peeps you know my buddy Jimbo gonna go see him soon maybe tag up a little bit of humor um, 
we went on a I went on a date with this girl recently, and Brian was was there. It was like a, a love triangle, uh, unexpectedly. Here's the thing, and the reason for it, or the impetus, is that, you know, I wanted to catch up with Brian, and I also want to go on this date, you know. And there's only so many hours in a day, so I just asked both of them if it's okay if we all just go out together. Uh, and the girl was cool with it, and then I got the vibe that I think she was potentially attracted to him, and and I think he was attracted to her. So we kind of like got into this weird love triangle thing. It was like kind of a practice session, I guess you could say. For I've never gotten into the love triangle bit for you guys yet uh, with this other chick that we went to school with. Uh, nothing's gonna happen with that, by the way. I I don't anticipate she's. Uh, I don't think she's uh, interested in the love triangle, guys. <laughs> Actually, when I, I, I updated my status, I'm really bouncing around here from topic to topic. I apologize. I'm getting lost in my own mind, guys. But um, she she did like my status, saying that we're in a love triangle. So that was cool. Um, and then we never talked again. So weird stuff. Weird, wild stuff, you know? Um, anyway, this uh, this chick that we went on a date with, I think she was attracted to my bro, Brian, and frankly, I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna hold this hostage, I'm, I'm, if there's some chemistry between them, I, I asked him last night, I was like, hey dude, if you were attracted to her, do you want me to, you know, kind of like offer to give you, give her your number or whatever, or should I ask her if she wants your number or whatever, and, and he was, you know, we're on good terms, man, we have a very transparent relationship, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I was attracted to her. Uh, feel free to float it out there if you want. Like, if you feel like it's not going to, like, nothing's going to happen with you. I should say that as a precedent, as I don't I don't think it's going to go anywhere with her and I. Um, I think the chemical reaction has run its course. Uh, so, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, give Brian a stab at it. You know, well, you know, obviously, number one, assuming that she's interested in that, right? What I mean is I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to like, like reduce the opportunity for one of my friends to, to talk to this girl. So I texted her yesterday and I said, Hey, are you, you know, are you attracted to Brian? Cause be happy to give you his number. If you are, uh, it seemed like you might've been and just wanted to give you that opportunity. She, she, she didn't take me up. She didn't say yes or no, but she didn't, she didn't take me up on getting his number. It's weird, you know. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't attracted to him. I don't know. Maybe she's attracted to me. I, I really don't know, you know. Who, who, who the heaven knows? You know what I mean? Like, what's up with all these? What's up with me and Brian getting in these love triangles? I actually went on a, uh, I met up with another girl recently. Um, we went on a date, I guess you could say, and her friend was there, and I was attracted to her friend also, and um, her friend was. Like, I guess the guy she was going to hang out with kind of, like, uh, canceled on her. So I felt bad for her, and I was like, hey, you know, no worries. We can, the three of us can just hang out and have a fun time. And I think that the girl I met up with got kind of jealous, or she sensed, like, an attraction or whatever. She's like, are you attracted to my friend? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, she's she's attractive. Are you, I don't know, you know? <laughs> she's like, well, do you want to talk to her instead of me? I was like, well, I figured we could all hang out, you know? And uh, it was kind of this weird situation. Um, she went to go talk with her friend in the bathroom, like privately or whatever. Uh, and then uh, she came back and she's like, are you, are you cool just like focusing on me? Or it's like, yeah, I'll give it a try, you know? 
Oh, you guys probably hate me. I I mean, I'm just being honest, right? You got to respect that I was honest with her. Why would I? She's like, be honest with me now. It's better to be honest with me than like for some weird stuff to happen. And then later I found out, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to both of you. You know, I, we should, we should go home and have a threesome. <laughs> uh, which, uh, the girl told me that, uh, if, if I fooled around with her friend, that it would create complications with their friendship. So, you know, I don't want to do that, you know, whatever. All right. I don't know if the other girl was attracted to me or not, but you know, I, th I think she was, you know what I mean? Like, I think she was, but she had to fight it. Doesn't that suck, guys, when you have to, like, fight nature? <laughs> Don't you hate when you just got to fight nature's na natural calls? All right. When nature calls. All righty then. All right. Um, oh, man, I'm kind of getting tired. Are you guys tired of listening? I, I haven't even talked about Asia yet. That's the crazy thing. And we're 44 minutes in. That's unbelievable. Uh, I might even take a, a rest. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a break. <laughs> this Actually, this, this is going to be four segments instead of three because I'm taking a break. All right? Break time? Brat, brat, brat. All right. For those of you who have decided to stick it out, um, we're going to enter the fourth part of the podcast, or third, depending on how you define it. You know, third by plan, fourth by uh, audible. <laughs> Isn't that the noise that samurais make when they, like, stab each other in the stomachs? I heard somebody talk about... Somebody was uh, making jokes about the Japanese language, saying, how come it sounds like everybody sounds like they're about to throw up? Like, I don't know. Um, I didn't make that joke, so don't get mad at me. By the way, what's up, Japanese uh, listeners? Uh, how you doing? How you doing since... Uh, since I left Japan. Pretty good? You probably didn't even notice that I was there. Well, the majority of you didn't because there's millions of people there. All right, cool, wonderful, good, great, grand. This is so exciting. Um, I took a quick break, actually. You, you won't notice it in the audio because I just stopped recording, but I took a quick nap, sent a couple sexts, a couple Snapchats to some, uh, some ladies that I... Yeah, eh, whatever. And I uh, was scrolling through Facebook, and I see that Ryan Beck is now on Comedy Central. Ryan is uh, Ryan and Kyle and myself and a couple others like Daniel Shar, Dan Friesen, um, you know, and a, and, a, and a handful of others. We all started in Columbia, Missouri, uh, doing stand-up comedy when we were in college. So uh, Ryan, I think I mentioned this before, but Ryan, I had Ryan on my show not long ago. We didn't talk about. It. I didn't know. He mentioned something to the host, some, you know, when, when she brought him up, he mentioned something about Comedy Central. I didn't know what he was talking about, but sure enough, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and Kyle has uh, sent out a Facebook post that shows Ryan Beck interviewing some dude, or the, the singer from Third Eye Blind, and he's, um, he's got some job with Comedy Central now, Ryan, I think as some type of a host on an internet TV show. I'd have to look more into it, but... It's a big deal, um, and I'm really happy for him. I just texted him to congratu congratulate him. Actually, him and Kyle had me on their podcast. They used to do a podcast when they were both living in New York. Kyle's in L.A. now, as you know. I, I've had him on a on a episode, um, and uh, let's. Uh, 
Yeah, they had me on their Middle Notes podcast way back. I th- we we all went to Mizzou at one point. We we all went back there for some for some reason. We were all back. I think uh, for comedy stuff. They might have been booked one weekend. I happened to be in town for uh, at Deja Vu, if my memory is correct. And we did a little uh, podcast thing, and I talked about my cat in Koreatown. I don't remember what episode or if those uh, episodes are still out there, but we had a fun time. And I remember I learned from them that it's okay to take breaks during your podcast, you know? So that's kind of cool. Um, really, really cool to see the journey, um, you know? And congratulations to Ryan Beck. Look him up uh, online and uh, check out his stuff on Comedy Central. Anyway, uh, good stuff. So now I can get into the final part of my podcast, which is my Asia trip. We're 48 minutes in, 48 48. Magical number. Shout out to Caleb Medley. Shout out to Andy Beto from Eureka High School and the Beto family. Um, here we go. So I can go into Asia now. I talked about procrastinating, how when I go on a trip, I wait until the last minute to do everything that's not necessary. I don't know if that's a mental block or something, but you can use it to your advantage, right? If you manipulate yourself the way I was talking about, like... Hey, I gotta go on this trip, so I'm gonna clean my entire house now, right? I'm not gonna clean it. If I have to clean it, I'm just gonna clean it when I have to go do something else, right? Um, so, well, that's an exaggeration. Nevertheless, so, it kinda wasn't cool because I missed my flight. All of that, like, bullshit that I was doing that didn't have to do with packing somehow made me late. Somehow I didn't make it on time to the air, to the 2 a.m. flight I had to Shanghai on Friday, March, May 11th at 2 a.m. Uh, and it's hard to get to J- JFK, right? It's from where I, I'm down in Financial District. And son of a freaking putz, I... I missed my flight. I show up to the airport, and they're like, oh, we closed. I wasn't planning. You know, I was just bringing carry-on. I showed up like 40 minutes before. They're like, you got to be here two hours before for an international flight. I don't Well, you know, the trains weren't running fast. You know, it's middle of the night. I didn't factor all those things in. It sounds really irresponsible, and I suppose it is. Uh, but nevertheless, it is what it is. And they, I was like, well, what do I do? They're like, go home. You know, there was no one there working that could help me you know it was too late I called customer service nobody was working in the middle of the night you know I was on hold for like 40 minutes so it took me like an hour to get there I went through all the trouble of getting there and all the trouble of coming home I got home at like 3 30 in the morning I was on the on hold for like 30 minutes I finally got a flight booked and it was exhausting it was at 10 30 I think the next the next morning so I got four hours of sleep that night and then I hopped on the next flight that could get me out there, essentially, which caused me to miss my my booked show in Shanghai. How how freaking horrendous is that? How horrendous is it that I I missed my booked show? That was the reason I went to China, essentially. That's why I booked it was so I could go meet up with Andrea Jones Roy, who was the headliner that night. One of my friends that does comedy here in New York met her through my contacts at the Lantern and. All, you know, all, all my friends, you know, that I've made um, with the Lantern, a lot of them, Turner Sparks, Joe Schaefer, a bunch of them, you know, did that scene. Turner started the comedy club. I'll have him on as a guest soon. But um, that's the plan. 
nevertheless, so I missed the show. It was depressing. I was fl in in my flight. I was gonna do a straight flight. Now it got broken up into two flights to Portland and then to Shanghai. It was like 20 hours of total travel time, almost a full day. And as you're flying backwards, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, it's like the sun doesn't move in position. So as we're flying across the world, you know, it's like the same time of day it felt like for like several hours. I felt like a, a vampire that was exposed to the sun. I thought I was gonna die. I mean, 14 straight hours from Portland to Shanghai, I started like, like my lymph nodes were swelling up and I was like shivering out of both being cold and miserable. Have you ever been on a flight for that long? I thought, I felt like I was going through what Deadpool goes to through when he became Deadpool. You know, when Ryan Reynolds went through that like hyperbaric chamber and he couldn't breathe. Like, I feel like I was becoming a superhero by taking this flight to Shanghai. It was absolutely a nightmare. Uh, I guess other people have done that, so I'm not the only person who's ever lived through a 14-hour flight, but man, it's it was literally on the other side of the world. It was 12 hours behind, meaning it was 100% on the other side of the world, 180. Like, in that movie Total Recall where they go through the center of the earth to travel to the other side for work, like, that would have been a better idea than what I did on this flight. Like, if they had the ability to travel through the center of the earth, it would have been a much smarter decision and more efficient. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about, uh, in the flight, dude, the flight on my, on my flight to Portland was like a five or a six hour flight. I was battling some dude for the armrest. I don't know where this guy was from, but he was rude. You know, I'm part Asian, so his race doesn't really matter but he was part Asian I was I wanted to ask him if he was flying to China because I just I didn't want I didn't want to sit next to him on the next flight and the chances that are very small but either way I, we were battling each other for positioning I don't know if you guys have ever battled for the armrest but but it became like a thing where we were both just waiting for the other person to move their arms so we could like sneak our arm in and establish like, like, it almost escalated into a fight, I feel like. It was a non-verbal battle, if you will. And the dude was a dick, you know? So, I don't know. Next time you're battling a guy for the armrest, punch him in the face? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have any advice. Just uh, maybe don't worry about it. I don't know. Maybe don't let the dude get any, like, don't let it bother you. I don't know. Anyway, the guy I sat next to on the way to Shanghai is from China. He was very nice. He helped me with directions and I was going to get to the hotel and all these things. Actually, no, it was, yeah. Or no, he was, he helped me figure out how to get to the uh, to the comedy show. Because I was going to try to make it to the show, uh, which I, I missed, as I said. But I was going to try. If we landed early and I rushed there, there was an outside chance. So that made it even more torturous, right? Rather than just completely letting go and like accepting that I was going to miss it. I, I had it for like in, for 20 hours straight that, hey, I might be able to make this if we land a little bit early and I get through customs or whatever fast enough. So enough about the misery. But this this honest, this this trip to Asia was probably the worst trip that I've ever had in my life. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. So many things went wrong. Uh, I'd, you, at least, you know, I'm a realist, right? I say a lot. I'm very positive often. So 
I think it's healthy for you guys to know that I'm not bullshitting you and that positivity isn't just faked, right? Like, literally, this trip was, was an absolute nightmare. Missing that flight, dealing with uh, missing the first show as a result of it, and just dealing with 20 hours of travel time was already putting the trip off to a bad start. And I was losing a day, essentially, right? Um, anyway, whatever. You brush it off, you move on in life. I showed up to the comedy club. Uh, and met the guy who, who runs the place right there right now. Very cool fella. He was nice. Got me a beer. Sorry, I was the flight. You know, very accommodating. Understanding that, you know, shit happens and I miss my flight. There's nothing I can do once that happens, right? Just kind of empathizing with the, the shit. Apparently they had a great show. Andrea tore it up. You know, very cool. There's a lot of pictures. You guys can look her up. Um, you can look up the Kung Fu Comedy Club. She did really well, and um, I missed it, and she was gone by the time I got there. Uh, so me and Mohammed is his name, hung out. Nice guy, kind of told me a lot about the scene, caught up, talked talked about our mutual friends, right, Joe Schaefer, etc. Um, and there's this comedy club is really cool. It's like on the fourth floor of this building, and then there's like a sky bar upstairs. So we went up there and chilled, you know. Promoted for I was gonna do the the open mic the next night so I was able to get on stage the next night essentially, um, you know went upstairs promoted met some ladies talked to them, tried to tell them to come out to the show, bullshit you know soaked in the fact that this was Shanghai it was a beautiful night you know a little rainy beforehand so there was like a nice mist in the air it was cool it was it was attractive you know I'm like hey this is Asia, cool cool dude. Um, you know, just talking shop, yo, talking comedy shop. Uh, went to dinner with the headliner um, of the next show. So Andrew, there was two shows. There was a French show after hers there, and uh, he was, uh, I forget his name. I wish I could say it right now, but he was really nice. We all went to dinner. Uh, world traveling. You know, it's cool to be exposed to the to the world comedy circuit, right? And hearing about how he does Europe, now he's doing Asia, you know, I mean, those are those are good kind of like seeds to plant in my mind for for future goals and and things like that. Um, and got my first taste of some authentic Chinese food. Right? Um, it was like at this diner, like this upscale diner. I don't even know the name of it. We had a great time though. Right? They just ordered the food and I ate it uh, along with them. Um, nice peoples, you know. Nice peoples. Uh, you know. It was kind of different than the Chinese food that you have here in America, right? It felt like, like, just, when I say authentic, it just, it didn't feel like there was a bunch of sodium in it and, like, stuff that was, like, healthy. It felt, it, ta it seemed healthy, you know? I don't know how to say it better than that. And then I crashed to the hotel that first night. So, we had a beautiful view uh, of the city on all sides at the hotel. Shanghai's a really, uh, there's a lot of skyscrapers. It reminded me of New York in some ways. Obviously, New York's bigger, but... You know, Shanghai's got a lot of cool engineering with its buildings. Um, you know, there's a part where they have, like, a, like a, the new financial district area. Um, and it's, like, some really unique-shaped buildings that you know are just unique to Shanghai. There's, like, this one looked like a, a Disneyland ride or something. They do have a Disneyland there, too. Or, a, yeah. No, they don't. I don't know. There's a Disneyland in, in Tokyo, but... They had a Disney store that I went to in Shanghai, which was pretty exciting. 
right? They had a little Donald Duck there. Had to take a selfie with the double D. Oh, yeah, baby, yeah. So, had to do that for my Donald Duck bit, uh, which I'm going to do tonight here in a little bit, getting ready for that. Um, I don't know, it was a cool, you know, I woke up, we had, there was great all-you-can-eat food in the hotel, just a ton of, ton of options, you know, just filled my belly, enriched my belly with some Chinese buffet, you know, and did some sightseeing, you know, went down to the financial district area where those hotels are, went to, you know, a couple different parts by the water, and I kind of got myself, well, I didn't kind of, I got myself into a lot of trouble, um, uh, that afternoon, I... I I, I, I kind of made a mistake that is common sense, but people, sometimes when you're, you're in the midst of it, you forget that it's common sense, right? Like, it, it should be something that you know not to do, which is let strangers on the street convince you to follow them and then kind of show you uh, some good deals on stuff or whatever, so met this dude on the street, he was barking, you know, I'm a barker, I'm a comedy barker, so I empathize, right, I try to get people to come in to our comedy shows off the street, uh, and so I guess I'm naturally, because I do that, I'm a little bit more open to hearing when somebody on the street is, like, making a pitch or whatever, so I follow this dude, he takes me in a cab, very stupid of me, I mean, I, I wouldn't have gotten in the car if, like, it was his car, obviously, you know, it's a neutral thing whatever so i go up into this building with this dude check out some of these specials that he's advertising and like a freak like a freaking dummy i get trapped in there i'm not i'm not bullshitting you right now guys when i talked about on my last podcast that i might not come back from from china uh, when when i started like when i realized that i was getting held hostage here i i actually thought to myself I may not come back I, this might be my last day on earth I'm I may not death might not even be the worst so essentially what happened is I got entrapped uh, there was uh, multiple guys that kind of surrounded me um, and I didn't know how many deep they were in this building right so uh, you know these dudes essentially held me hostage and 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 threatened if you will threatened that i'd get in trouble with the chinese government because of their connections uh if i didn't pay them an uh, inordinate amount of money uh we freaking negotiated you know and and ultimately you know there's no like price on your life or, or things like that i just wanted to get out of there to to stay out of trouble right my goal was to get the f heck out of there and alive, safe, and in one piece, and I didn't want to have to pay. I figured, you know, sure, if I got to swipe my credit card, maybe my credit card company will take care of me later on. I'm not going to sit here and negotiate with these dudes too much because I don't feel like I have any negotiating power if I value my life. You know, it's one of those things where you just have to make those split-second decisions, figure out, you know, are these dudes playing poker? How much heat are they packing? Do they have guns? Do they have weapons? So... I got stuck in this situation, and as I'm sitting here negotiating, I'm, I'm realizing I may not get out of here um, even after I pay, right? And I did swipe uh, the credit card to avoid, like, I didn't have any weapons on me. I didn't know what they were packing. I was completely outnumbered and in a foreign place. Uh, I didn't know how to get out of there other than the, 
the elevator shaft that I came in on. So I paid them. I, basically, I lost 2500 bucks. Uh, and I tried to take care of it with my credit card company. Uh, I called them immediately, and then I've been working on it over the last couple of weeks since I've been back, and they told me that the money's gone. Like Because I signed the transaction receipt, that it's, it's a done deal, and I'm shit out of luck. It's a big L, as they say, as in a big loss. So... In the end, uh, it could have been a much bigger loss because it, you know, I'm safe, I'm healthy, and I'm alive, right? But it's also a lesson not to let people convince you to go into foreign places off the street. I, I would stay in public areas and things like that, right? It's just common, common, common sense, especially if you're by yourself. And I would say that not just in foreign countries, but that probably applies anywhere right just don't be naive like i was i was just too trusting and dude the dude didn't seem sketchy you know like he seemed like he had a genuine smile so i just kind of believed him don't do that you know you can't it's good to see the best in people but you you can't lose you can't lose your guard right anyway i got out of that and went to the the comedy club uh, I rushed to the comedy club. It almost made me miss my second show also, which it would have even been more devastating because then it's like, why did I even come to Shanghai just to get swindled out of a couple thousand dollars, miss a couple shows, and then fly out of there? That's wonderful. Sounds like a great time. Uh, so I did go to the show, and actually I did really well that night. Somehow I was able to push it out of my head. Uh, the dude who worked there told me that this is something that happens out there, and you know, it felt bad for, you know, if he, if he would have known, he would have advised how to like avoid those situations, etc. But luckily the crowd liked me. We had a great time. I got some pictures on stage, you know, was able to get that notch under my belt, the comedy notch under my belt of performing in Shanghai, Shanghai, first time in Asia. It was a big crowd. Uh, and it was fun, you know, and then we went out afterwards. Uh, it was a celebration with Andrea. Um, you know, it was a nice dinner with friends and you know, it was a good time. You try to put the worst behind you and just focus on the good, right? Um, anyway, all right, so the weird thing about being held hostage in this particular situation uh, is, like, these dudes, like, when you're, I don't know if, most people don't ever deal with, like, the mafia or the dark side of, of like, uh, being robbed or just being, like, a victim of some type of crime. I feel like they were... I don't know if the right word is extortion, blackmail, um, or uh, just flat out. I mean, I guess you could say it's theft in some way, shape, or form. They were creative about it. I'd say it's more of a, like fraud, scam, slash um, whatever. But these dudes weren't pure evil, right? Like, they're they're bad. They're thugs, in my opinion. Like, they're doing shit they shouldn't do. They pro I, I don't think that they have the opportunity to make as much money doing good as they could by stealing from people right so it's kind of like the way the dark knight sees like catwoman like i i could tell these dudes weren't pure evil because if they were pure evil they would have killed me um afterwards and i could tell through the look in their eyes in fact in some ways it was funny because they were like almost educating me they were they were like why did you come in here like why did you let some dude off the street like trick you into coming in here and they were like for future reference, you might not want to listen to people on the street. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you educating me on how to avoid scams like yours? You know, like, that's nice. Are you, like, building good karma points right now because you feel guilty about the type of work you're doing? One of them, 
one of the dudes claimed like claimed that he's Buddhist and he was calling me brother and he's like I'm here to help you brother like I'm calling you brother and I'm just like dude that's so twisted you know what I'm saying like do you really like how flawed of thinking do you have that you're like sitting here like blackmailing me for money and you're you're calling me genuine like he was he sounded like he was trying to be genuine about it I think that he, you know, he mentioned that it's tough to, to get by and provide for his family. Like, it was almost like he was, like, asking me for my forgiveness without asking me for my forgiveness, if you will. It was really weird. And then the main boss, like, they, I, I was questioned and interrogated, like, by multiple dudes. There was always multiple guys in the room at a time, but they would, like, if they weren't getting anywhere, they'd bring somebody else and interrogate me. It's like the opposite of the FBI when you watch it in movies. It's like when the bad guys interrogate the good guys. Um, but again, I, I didn't see pure evil in them. I just saw misguided habit. Right. And the main boss like came in and it was, I just want to get the hell out of there. I kind of used my charm, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe he just had a, a, some goodness in his heart. I was like, please, you know, I'd really like to leave. Uh, and I kind of was like complimenting him you know, and making him laugh a little bit, I guess, you know, I think he, I think he was intrigued by me, maybe even attracted to me, I don't know, like, it'd be weird, it's, it's, you know, I'm not gonna flat out, like, accuse the dude of being attracted to me, but he's, the, the main boss seemed most intrigued by me, and he had, like, a smile on his face the whole time, but it wasn't a cocky smile, it was, like, a smile of curiosity, and, like, how did you get yourself into this situation, and, and what's your deal? you know um so i don't know i I think i kind of bonded with the main villain you know what i mean like uh i think that's what got me out of it we actually shook hands when i left like when he escorted me down to the cab we actually shook hands we almost gave each other a hug but i think it was like this weird (laughs) like good doing business with you from my perspective thanks for not killing me from his perspective it's like thanks for the $2,500 um I don't know it it was it was weird um I I wrote down a funny analogy I said the the funny thing is is they kind of taught me what to do and what not to do uh, for future reference anyway I felt like it's like it's like that Truman Show thing. It's like if God was using these actors to scare me into doing the right, like into doing the smart things and how to avoid trouble for future reference, you know. So, and if that's true, right? If that ridiculous idea is true, then then technically these guys are actually angels rather than like demons or whatever that are stealing my money. Um, let's see here. Digested. Yeah, I mean, this experience was traumatic, to be honest. You had to digest it in phases. I mean, these guys, like I said, they could have been a lot more evil. Death isn't even, like, the worst thing, right? Like, usually when the bad guy gets what they want, they, they kill the person so that there's no, like, trace uh, or, or no, like, um, loose tabs, right? So thanks for not killing me, you know? Let's see here. What did I... Like I said, I all right. Anyway, that's that, right? Um, 
So I wanted to get the hell out of Asia after that, and luckily the next morning I was supposed to. Um, uh, I had a flight to Beijing, which I missed. Wonderful. Seems like a seems like a great habit that I'm getting into of missing flights. So I missed my flight to Beijing. Had to get on the next one. It was kind of a nightmare going back and forth, interacting with people that don't speak English, which is my fault. I'm in their country. I realize I realize that. Like I'm not blaming them. It's it's my own risk that I'm going into this foreign country with not speaking English. I had Google Translate, right? Um, and frankly, um, you know, I wanted to get the hell out of there. I was, I, I was flying to Beijing so I could see the Great Wall of China. I had a tour set up, so that completely messed up the whole tour. And uh, luckily, I got in like four hours later, four hours later than I was supposed to which still had a couple hours left in the tour. So the tour guide took me up to Beijing. You know, I, I spent way more money than I was supposed to on this excursion. I found out that you can take, as long as you can get up there, you can do it yourself. So I spent like 400 bucks on this tour, ill-informed. And the dude didn't even like walk with me during the Great Wall. Like I paid for a personal tour guide so that I could have that flexibility built in, which was nice since, you know, I missed my flight. And this fool didn't even, like, walk with me on the wall. It's like, what am I paying you fools for? Essentially, I paid $400 for a ride to and from my hotel. Um, he was nice, though. And I think that that was actually in the, in the description, uh, supposedly. I don't know. It was just... It was stupid. But anyway, the Great Hall, the Great Wall is, is really cool. You know, it's really, really beautiful. Uh, it's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, by mankind, essentially. And I feel like if technology and weapons and stuff of modern day didn't exist, like, this Great Wall would still serve its purpose. You know, like, if if we just had, like, normal physics stuff, like bow, bows and arrows and swords and things like that, you know, I mean, now that we have, you know, all, all the forms of technology that we do, it's irrelevant, essentially, uh, other than, like, a, a really cool monument. But amazing amazing stuff I, I feel like the great wall is where trump got his idea to build the wall bordering mexico i mean but trump you know like it's gonna get outdated through technology bro you know so i don't know if if a, if a wall really is like the right i just don't i don't know i don't i think a wall sounds like a huge expense i don't know it, it doesn't seem practical it's Sounds like a joke, right? The Great Wall of China is no longer relevant because of technology. Why would a, a wall here in the U.S. do anything? I don't know, man. I, I haven't done any research on what this... I haven't looked at the, the swatches or the architectural wall designs, right? I haven't looked at them, so I, don't, I really can't speak. Um, anyway, though... Oh, man, take a quick... Hey, what's up, guys who just joined... So anyway, I stayed in Beijing that night. There's a lot of smog in Beijing. They just had the Olympics there, the Summer Olympics in 2008, and they're going to have the Winter Olympics there in 2022. That's a quick turnaround. I think, actually, 2020, and I think 2022, they might be having the Summer Olympics again. I'm not sure. What I do know is Tokyo's having the Olympics uh, in a couple years. So Asia is tearing it up on uh, on the Olympics right now. Uh, there's a lot of smog in Beijing. I, a lot of, a lot of people wearing like those surgeon masks. Uh, I actually bought a couple 
uh, when I was in Asia just to kind of play the part but also be practical you know like I don't know if it really protects you from smog but hey I got a I got a white a mask for casual and a black one to attract the chicks out there um, which you know didn't really work but you know it is what it is Hey, you guys bored? Let's spice it up. Hey, change it up. If I could do like a forward roll and maybe some thumbling right now, I would. All right. Cool. Awesome. Wonderful. Good, great, grand, wonderful. Anybody want to have sex? Awesome. All right. Let's uh, let's get back into it. So, um, so I missed my, so I show up, so I didn't want to miss my flight again the next day. It was a quick trip to Beijing. I was going to fly to Vietnam, which in my head was going to be the highlight of the entire trip. I was going to go to Halong Bay, which is like the most beautiful part of, of Asia, depending on how you define it. Uh, you know, it's got those like long, it's like the Asian fjords in the water, if you will, like the stuff you've seen in movies. It's like the type of thing that you see like a mysterious boat going into and out of probably in Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Either way, I, I haven't even seen Mortal Kombat in years, so I don't even, I'm making stuff up in my head. Um, either way, though, if you Google Ha Long Bay, H-A space L-O-N-G space B-A-Y, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I had an entire day planned to, to enjoy that. That's what the next day after the Great Wall was. I was going to fly... Uh, I was going to fly in um, mid-afternoon and uh, the next day was going to be like all Halong Bay and then fly out early to Tokyo that next day after that. And I show up to the airport early. I'm super excited. There's like a cute Vietnamese girl on Vietnam Airlines like, hi, are you going to Vietnam? I'm like, yeah, actually I am. Thank you. Like, not only are you cute, but I'm excited. And how, how cool is it that I'm so early for my flight? I'm not going to miss it this time, right? I'm several hours before I like cut out other potential things for my trip to make sure that I was there plenty of time, even if it was wasted time. And she's like, okay, where's your visa? And I was like, uh, I beg thy pardon? She's like, your visa for Vietnam. I was like, I didn't know I need a visa. Are you, are you serious? She's like, yeah, you need a visa for, for entry to Vietnam, which I, I, I spend the time getting the visa for Shanghai, but nobody bothered telling me I needed a visa for Vietnam. So what, what, a, what a great thing, right? being denied entry to Vietnam. So I, I was having a heart attack right there. I wanted to scream. I wanted to, I wanted to scream fa with like at the top of my lungs, but it would have been PHO, right? PHO since I was going to Vietnam and I couldn't do that cause I didn't want to like get arrested at the airport. But I was so devastated to hear that they were going to, they weren't going to let me go to Vietnam. And it's so easy to get a visa. It's like a, it takes 24 hours. It's like 12 bucks. But I didn't have 24 hours to spare. So I was denied entry to Vietnam and I was stuck at the airport now in the country that I already had so much trouble in. I just wanted to leave. I felt like the world was caving in. And this goes back to the whole gratitude thing. Like it's moments like those where you, I'm not going to say I was questioning everything, but just just to be able to leave the country and like, get out of there. I was, I was really, I just wanted that, you know, I was, I was, I felt stranded alone, whatever. Call me a baby. Maybe I'm spoiled. Maybe it's, maybe I have too many first world problems and not enough, like who knows. Right. Um, either way though, I just wanted to leave and I couldn't. Right. I, I was like, 
working with customer service to try and find a flight out of there and like trying to figure out where I was going to go. Like, was I going to go straight to Tokyo now? You know, what's the cheapest route? What's the quickest? So you guys don't care about all these details, but you're following the journey. So that's why I'm sharing. Um, normally I wouldn't go into all this, but this is the Asia trip, right? So whatever, Hong Kong was an option, which is way West. Uh, I didn't really have any, I didn't want to stay in China though. Right. And, and there wasn't enough time for me to go to another country and then try to like on a whim, figure out what to do while they're like Taiwan or something like that. You know, Thailand was the opposite direction. And what am I going to do? Be there for like 12 hours and then leave. Like it's so anyway, I figured out a way to like fly to my plan was to fly on the next available flight just to Tokyo because that's where the culmination or end of my trip was going to be and where I was going to meet a bunch of my friends and I was able to get that I had to pay like 500 bucks next next most like convenient flight was a thousand dollars so I kind of like chalked it up I'll just I instead of going direct I'll just spread it out a little bit and spend a day traveling to Tokyo and save some money since I don't have anything else going on and that's what I did right I don't know why I'm giving you guys all these details but I, I just I want somebody to like understand the hardship that I had on this uh, that I had on this trip so I don't know just so much you, you spend so much time planning and energy like lining up all the the T's and the I's you know dotting your T's and crossing your I's I messed that up on purpose but you do all that, you go through all that effort, and then, like, when your plans don't go according to what you're hoping for and you're losing money, it's just, it feels kind of, it feels shitty, you know? Uh, nevertheless, though, and I even had, so at first I had trip, I, I actually, I rarely buy trip insurance, and I bought this flight to Vietnam with my Amex, and I paid for travel insurance, and they tell me travel insurance doesn't cover visa problems like the visa problem is on me so i'm like why did i even buy insurance what a waste right just nightmare after nightmare um and um i had a couple beers you know i don't think i'm an alcoholic at least i hope i'm not but i was like i think the only thing that will make me feel better right now is getting drunk so that's what i did i stayed at some cheap hotel in china that night while i waited for the next uh flight the next day drank a bunch of heineken Shout out to the Heineken Brewery in Amsterdam that me and Jimmy stayed at several years ago, uh, or that we checked out. I did comedy in Amsterdam, which was fun. Anyway, um, I'm a world comedian is what I'm trying to say, guys, not not to be cocky, all right? Not to bukkake. I was very excited about Tokyo. I just needed to get out of there. So I got drunk. Met a cool dude on the way to the hotel. He's like, He said that he went to Florida, University of Florida, the Gators. He was like my age, I guess. We, it was like, dude, I've had so many things go wrong with this trip. We're in the shuttle bus to this to this hotel, uh, you know, and I was like, where are the chicks at? You know, he's like, I don't think you're going to meet any chicks out here. But he, he, he felt my pain with everything. He's like, let me know if you need anything. We became friends on WeChat. WeChat is a big thing in China, right? And I, and I said, did you party at Florida? Because Florida's a big party school just like Mizzou. And he's like, oh, no, it's a big party school. I didn't party. I was always focused on getting good grades so I could get a good job. And I was like, well, did you get a good job? And he's like, yeah, I did, actually. I got a really good job. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm happy to hear that, you know, it was worth the sacrifice. You know, I, it's always cool when you see, like, a success story like that work out to where, hey, man, this dude 
this dude didn't have fun so he could like invest in his future and and sure enough it worked out for him you know he seemed like a nice kid he was really helpful and yeah i was i was really happy for him so uh maybe i'll send him a text on wechat and say what up brah you guys going out tonight or anyway though um I tried to, the, the tour guide, let's see here. Anyway, I don't know. I, uh, I got the heaven out of there and I went to China, to Tokyo the next day. I flew to Tokyo, stayed at the Moxie Hotel the first night until I could get into the Hilton. Hilton was, both hotels were actually really awesome. Both hotels had bidets. Both hotels inspired me to get a bidet. Uh, Tokyo was completely different. It was clean. Uh, people were very respectful. Like in China, people just like, like cut you off, like run in front of you like it's New York City. It's definitely, uh, like, it felt like every man for himself in China. Uh, I feel like getting scammed in Japan is probably less likely. You know what I mean? But, um... It was clean. Everyone's like in suits in Japan. I saw a ton of pretty girls uh, in Japan. Uh, I'd like to mate with them, but they don't look you in the eye out there. So like anytime I try to like say what's up to a chick, she would turn her head away or they would never, they won't let you catch them looking at you. Supposedly they, they look at you, but when you're not looking at them, right? It's not like customary. So Japan's not a good place to pick up chicks, just as a FYI. Um, but you can definitely appreciate their beauty and, um, you know, whatever. So met up with friends in Japan. We had a great time, uh, you know, did all kinds of stuff. Uh, hung out with one girl in Japan. I, I just have this image of this cute uh, Asian girl looking out the window of my hotel room, like deep in thought. Like she was like really appreciating the view because I had this like like 28th floor look out of, of Tokyo um, and they upgraded me. It was so cool. You know, I got like, uh, had like Japanese robes in there, bidet, like executive status, like access to the, to the executive lounge. So like I was, the executive lounge is like open from like, you know, like 6am or whatever to like 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, you know, unlimited stock of alcohol and, and food and like all this stuff. So I went up there one day, did some, like worked on comedy. The first night I, got there I just relaxed and chilled the next day is when I met up with people and I did comedy that next night at um the Hobgoblin they had a show there it was a fundraiser for it's called don't or um tell or something like that anyway it was like for suicide prevention it was like the Japanese suicide prevention raise awareness they raised a bunch of money for it had had my friends come out to the show we had a good time they liked the Donald Duck joke since there's Disneyland there um and you know it was it was freaking cool um it was good to get connected with the scene the people there were nice stand up tokyo right is is kind of like the group that uh does a lot of the stand up comedy in tokyo they got a good scene you know it was nice to get connected with people you know just get a little more world experience under the belt uh, on the comedy front and in life um here's an interesting story that happened i met a girl there was a girl that I thought was really cute that I met at like 
the store. We were all just like shopping, walking around, enjoying ourselves, just kind of like window shopping. And there was this really cute girl, like the most beautiful complexion I've ever seen. And I walked up to her and I said, how do you speak English? She didn't speak English, um, but she smiled. Her face turned red or whatever, um, which was exciting. You know what I mean? Like I, I could tell she was either flattered or attracted to me or something positive, right? And I went up to her and I just showed her my Instagram. I just opened up my Instagram. I was like, are you on Instagram? And I pointed at her and she opened up her phone and she opened up her Instagram. I was like, awesome. And then I like, I looked at her Instagram handle and, you know, got, got it locked in. You know what I'm saying? And then I used Google Translate to transcribe a conversation, right? So um, we had a conversation in Japanese uh, and emojis are universal. So like the emojis translate. You don't need a translator for emojis, but the, the language itself is all in Japanese and uh, she let me know she has a boyfriend. <laughs> so, uh, but it was fun while it lasted. She appreciated the, the compliments and, you know, we went about our lives, uh, congratulated her and said that the dude's a lucky guy because she's beautiful. And I was glad to, you know, have the quick interaction there of uh, just appreciating beauty and, and the, the experience it was fun. Um, there was another conversation that I had on Bumble recently um, and, uh, that one went completely different. In fact, I'm going to pull up the conversation because I think it's pretty entertaining. Um, I read this conversation to my friends on the last night that we were in Tokyo and they were dazzled by the absurdity and ridiculousness of this girl. I matched with this girl. She lives in New York, but it says that she's from China or Mongolia, or that's what she said. Let's see here. I said, she goes, hi. She reached out to me on Bumble, right? While I was in Asia, which is ironic because she's from Asia. And she's in New York at the time. But we were having this conversation. She's like, hi. I said, hey, how are you? She's like, happy Friday. Thanks, I'm in China. You? Is what I said. She goes, nice. How do you like it? I said, it's nice. I had a bad experience the other day, but aside from that, it's nice. What part of ta town are you from? She's like, oh, sorry to hear that. You're, you had a bad experience. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Inner Mongolia is where I'm from. Cool place. I was like, I'll tell you about it another time. Um, too much to explain. Are you related to Emperor Khan? Is what I asked her. She's like, Yep. You know, you know a lot. With a thumbs up. I don't know if she's being sarcastic or not. You know, Khan's from the Mongolian Empire. He's he's the Mongolian emperor, like one of the biggest uh, emperors of all time. I know because I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, actually, I don't know if it's in that or not. But anyway, she goes. I said, really? I, I assume a lot of people are, right? Because, you know, emperors like to spread their seed. Um, most of them do, not all of them. There's some good emperors out there, I assume. I don't know. Um, the emperor of LOL Droid Entertainment is a good emperor. Anyway, uh, she said, um, a lot of, a lot of, a, at least not many people here know that I'm related to Emperor Khan. Anyway, I asked her where she lives. She said she works in FIDI and she lives in Brooklyn Heights. I said I live in a financial district. Um, and then I said, how about we exchange numbers? She said, okay, when will you be back and what are you looking for here? That's what she said. I said, I'm not looking for anything serious. How about you? She said, same, which is rare to hear. You know, I, I try to be honest with girls. Or I am. I am honest. Anyway, she... Uh, uh, she said same, which is always rare to hear, right? So I said every female. I said I never hear females say that, uh, LOL. 
meaning I rarely do, really. Uh, I get back Monday, what's your number? She goes, LOL, but I'm a female for sure, which is good. I, I need that reassurance, right? I, I, I didn't need it, but now that I heard it, I realize that's important. Uh, thank you for clarifying. I, we've, we've gone down that road before on this podcast where, uh, you know, it's a deal breaker if, you know, if the other person has a penis, but whatever. So she said, um, blah, 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 this is starting to get kind of boring. Uh, oh, no, she says, uh, what do the other girls normally say? I said, um, I didn't even answer that question. Anyway, I said, uh, I only like females. What's your number? She said, how tall are you? Also, can I know your cock size? Which I'm not bullshitting you here. I show my friends that and everyone spit their drink out when they saw that line from her. I, I spit my drink out when I saw it and I was completely baffled that this chick would actually say that. And I said, 6'2 is my height, blank, you know, centimeters slash whatever you want to call it. And then we went from there, right? So that's kind of a crazy story. I may or may not have met up with her when I got back to the States. Um, and that's that. <laughs> So, uh, if you guys want to know what happened, feel free to text me, but I don't think that's good for public info. Um, let me see what else. I got, I got a massage at the hotel in, in Tokyo and they gave me this diaper. I'm wearing it right now. Actually, it's a brown diaper, uh, like with no, it's just a thin diaper. And I was like, Hey, do you want me to? She was like really like, you know, like massaging my butt and inner thighs and stuff. So I was like, hey, do you want me to, should I take off my pants so that you can like do a better job? She's like, oh no, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You leave pants on. Thank you. Um, so she, she rejected me uh, essentially on uh, removing my, my brown Japanese diaper during the massage. So that's that. Um, it was really cool having all the sake. We went to, we saw sumo wrestling. It's all about leverage, baby. Uh, good conversations. Uh, my friends had some good feedback on comedy. We enjoyed walking around. Uh, went to the Nike store in Tokyo. Went to play with some hedgehogs, which was really cute. Uh, put on some gloves and played with these hedgehogs. It was really, got pictures and good memories. Bought some Nike Tokyo stuff. You know, Jordan, Tokyo, Nike, Tokyo, uh, bought my black masks, went out, you know, I had a bunch of different kinds of sushi, went out to all the different, like, alleys and back back alleys, like, where I would like to say, like, where the pirates would hang out if there's such a thing as pirates. And it was just, it was a lot of fun, you know. We, we really, really enjoyed ourselves. Um didn't do anything too crazy. I mean, we kind of kept it to those, to those things. And, um, it was fun. I'd say one of the things that stood out to me was, the we went to this like outdoor temple, maybe it was indoors. And when we were walking through like the park, there was a temple and you can enter from four sides cause it's like a square and there's like an open area and there's like a temple there. And we went through the rituals of like, cleaning ourselves or whatever before going into the temple there's like a water fountain like a certain ritual that you do which was fun and then uh one of the things that was really remarkable is there was a bunch of prayer tablets that were hanging up and you could see people's prayers like they were like etched into these wooden tablets i guess you choose if you want to have your 
tablet displayed there. I don't, I don't exactly know how it works, but it was really kind of remarkable to see some of these cute and innocent prayers. It was like the movie Bruce Almighty where you're hearing these prayers, but you're seeing them on paper and like some of the innocent things, like some kids, like just, uh, some of the innocent wishes that they had. Uh, and I don't know, it was, it was really kind of touching to see that. It was really, really neat, you know? Um, and, um, yeah, I think that those are special tablets there. Uh, I, um, you guys, you guys should make some, make a tablet when you go, right? Uh, and don't take any of the prayers unless you plan on making it come true for somebody, right? So, anyway, um, I think you can maybe not even take it anyway. Just make it come true. I don't know. Do the dark, do what the dark night rises does or the dark night where he says sometimes the truth isn't good enough sometimes people deserve more sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded anyway that's one of my favorite lines in the movie uh, that's what i'm trying to get at so anyway i'm done i can scratch off my world travel poster now that i've been to asia that's a big one on the on the scratch off that i bought at urban outfitters years ago so i'm excited to go do that um and that's about it guys uh, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I know that was a lot, a lot to digest. I'm exhausted after doing, I'm going to go do comedy now, um, on stage. I'm too tired. <laughs> I need to drink some coffee or something, but I'm going to go get on stage and do some comedy. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend or whatever you're doing. And then, uh, we'll have to reconvene, uh, probably have a shorter session next time and just kind of hammer right through it. But anyway, I think it's expected to have a long podcast after a 10-day trip to Asia. So, all right, guys. Hopefully, uh, you're having a good one. And um, it sucks that they wouldn't let me take a, a samurai sword as carry-on on my way home. But it, it is what it is. Anyway, later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I 